0: It is time for another amateurs fantasy sports podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of the NRL fantasy amateurs. It's Mark here with Ryan again. Ryan, mate, uh, you know as usual when we have when we have a guest on, I'm not going to bother asking you how you are because I don't really care. <laughs> Um, but, uh, tonight we've, we've got a, a first ever guest appearance of Belent Peel. Obviously you guys will uh, recognize him from our Facebook group. He, uh, comments a lot with, uh, team help and opinions on things. And so we thought we'd, we thought we'd get him on because Ryan and I were getting along a little bit too well. And Belent and I tend to have different opinions sometimes. So maybe we'll, uh, we'll get a bit of difference of opinion going, but tonight, mate, how are you going? Yeah, very good. Thanks
1: for having me, boys. Yeah.
0: Now, uh, mate, I, for some reason I thought you were a Kiwi, but apparently you actually live in Sydney. So,
1: yeah, um, I've been living in Sydney for eight years. I yeah. am, but I'm definitely a Kiwi. So I moved over okay. from uh, New Zealand in 2014. I've just been here since then, right. which uh, no explains my uh, passionate love for the Warriors. As <laughs> know.
0: Yeah, well, we're in the pity, joining. We're joining the pity party of Saki teams to support. Anyway, so yeah, well, aside from the Cowboys juggernaut, I don't know how much how much we can talk about the Cowboys juggernaut tonight. We've only got a couple <laughs> of hours. so But we'll uh, we'll jump straight into it and we'll see how we go. So, um, yeah, guys, obviously we're kicking a kickoff this week uh, with the Sharkies coming up against the Dragons. And, um, I mean, the Dragons are sort of as per program, aside from McCulloch out short-term, by into Hooker. You know, Ryan... I'm thinking what's probably going to end up happening here is Jack Bird's probably going to play a little bit of hooker finally. Uh, we've been wanting oh, oh. it for a long time. Um, is that is that when you read this, is that sort of, you know, obviously I don't think is going to go the 80. Do you reckon maybe Birdie mm. drops into hooker there for 10, 20 minutes and Kaczewski goes out on the edge or something like that?
2: Yeah, it seems to be the only thing that really makes sense, isn't it? Especially with no Josh mm. McGuire still out suspended because um, I, I don't think most of is going to be an 80-minute hooker uh, out of nowhere. That's just... Does seem to be a little surprising, so that would make sense, I think.
0: Yeah, I think the mad scientists. I think it was that was that Matt libby Sidman on the Facebook group earlier talking about Mbai, like like you know, there's there's you know, for all, for all the young ones out there, the the new players, obviously, uh, you know Moses Mbai, short term, you know, no idea what's going to happen here, but I don't think he's a uh, an option there. Um, but outside of that. This Dragons team's fairly not fantasy relevant. I mean, Ben Hunt put on a, a good score last week after a poor mm. score the week before. Uh, and obviously, Talatau Amon's the other one who is in a lot of teams, but, I mean, two bad scores in a row. um, Blen, um are you an Amon? Do you
1: have Amon or...? Uh, no, mate. And uh, he didn't actually enter my team once in the preseason at all, actually.
0: No, okay, good. No. Yeah, well, you're like me and Ryan, we but we all three of us managed to avoid him. So, um, did you also manage to avoid the other landmine in the halves with Lachlan Elias, or you got him?
1: Uh, that one I did not avoid at all, actually. So, he, is, <laughs> he has been in my team, uh, he's still in my team, but actually, I'm everything got him out this week.
0: All right, we'll get him when we get to him. But um, so for Ramon, um, just sticking with him, uh, he's somebody who obviously got 20 week one, 27 week two. Um, is it that we think maybe he's, you know, he's got a little bit more involved against the Panthers with a try? So his three turnover tackles are really propping that score up. Um, you know, he's really not doing any kicking, any running, and even his tackle count. He's certainly no Dylan Brown, 29 tackles a game. He's in at 15 and 18. So um, is the advice that we're providing that we can safely uh, put a Monet on the chopping block if there's better options?
2: Yeah, I, I tend to think so. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you there. I think um, if if you've got no other problems, I, th- I think he's safe to move on as well as Elias. Yeah, great stuff.
0: All right. Uh, moving across to the Sharkies, Nico Hines, he's, uh, he's come onto the scene here now well and truly with an 84, um, you know, put some, put some nice points on and, um, you know, he's obviously, for those of you that have him, keep playing him, for those that don't have him, he's somebody you can pick up if, you know, if you need somebody in those positions in the halves or a wing fullback although I think it's probably going to be a, a case of people chasing some other positions but guys the one thing that I one that I really want to bring up here and if for no other reason than because I bought him up in the preseason everybody poo-pooed me is Dale Finucan. so yeah, he's, he's uh, coming off of surprise, he? yeah two scores in a row he's completely deviated from his typical scoring pattern and he's you know he's ppm's sort of right up there which is unusual and he seems to be kind of the inverse to a lot of the rest of the league who's you know really struggling with ppms against historically but you know 40 he's you know he's up at you know 44 tackles and 11 100, 110 meters give or take um, 250 mid 50 scores in a row uh, at 537k Ryan is he somebody that we can take a look at seriously or do you think maybe, obviously, McInnes is going to, you know, his role is going to continue to grow and, and he might be falling more into the trap category. But also we've got Trindle on the bench as well.
2: Yeah, that's sort of my concern is that I, I just don't see McInnes only being in a 20-minute role for too long. Um, you have to think he's going to work his way into that starting lock role at some stage, which would probably move mm-hmm. Finucane to prop, you would assume. And, yep. you know, I just don't think he's going to be a 65-minute, prop um I, I, you know I, this is this is my thinking in the preseason that um I wasn't a too high on him because I thought he was going to be you know around that 55 minute mark type of thing mm-hmm. um and, and that's sort of what I'm expecting when McInnes goes back but you know also just yeah his historical PPM hasn't been great so I just I just don't know what to make of these uh these two high PPM games that we've seen out of him to start the year
0: no and Blen, are you of the same mind you think it's more of a purple patch and and it's more of a trap than a yeah. than a buy at the moment
1: yeah, I'd, I'd have to agree with Ryan there. Just um, too many uh, different cogs in the work there, especially with McInnes working his way back and et cetera, et cetera. I'm just had a quick look at the stats before, actually, and yeah, it does seem like it's a bit of a, an anomaly, really. So I, I think it's probably a trap.
0: Yeah, and I mean, you, uh, the other one that we just mentioned, both of you actually said his name, McInnes, as well. Obviously, he's one, obviously, not for this week. But if he's going to end up in that sixty-five minute lock roll, um, it's really just a case of waiting for him to shed all this cash while he builds his minutes up, and then diving headfirst into the breach.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Sticking straight on the buy list, I think.
0: Mm, he's going to be a he's going to be thirty forty percent owned in about six weeks, I reckon.
1: Yeah, for sure. Going to to he's be. going to be very
2: popular. Yeah, it's going to be yeah. so cheap. yeah,
1: it's going to be true.
0: Yeah. And it'll be interesting to see how they deploy Trindle. Uh, obviously not fantasy relevant at the moment, but it'll be interesting. I think a few people b- jumping on Blake Braley are going to be sorely disappointed um, yeah. when they when they get the McInnes or Trindle pinching minutes. Uh, anyone deciding to jump on Blake Braley here is just asking for stress, I think. So um, that was pre-team list. I have to imagine that all that that buzz is going to disappear with Trindle and, and McInnes on the bench. So kicking along to the next... Uh, game here, uh, first up on the Friday night, West Tigers up against the Warriors, and this really is a battle of the fairly disappointing starts so far. Sorry, Belen. Uh, no, but um, yeah. it, it, fairly disappointing is probably a nice way of categorizing both of their seasons. Yeah. Um, but um, I want to stick with the, the West Tigers first off, um, and I might come back to you, Belen, stefano is one for me i've seen a lot of people wanting to sell him but i'm looking at this bench that now has a small minutes prop in musgrove a hooker which is obviously he's going to split between simpkin and little and then you got tyrone peachy off and no to a and and tamu not playing big minutes i wonder if maybe they're going to go back to the you know they've 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 tried the Stefano fifty minute experiment and it's not working and they they're gonna go back to the Stefano fifty-five to sixty minute experiment. I see a lot of people trying to sell him and I'm 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 maybe I'm the crazy one here. I've been looking at him wondering whether I should be buying him this week.
1: Um, yeah. yeah. I was never really oh. that keen on him beforehand, to be honest, but um you bring up a good point about that bench. I'm just not sure. Um, about playing musical chairs with Maj, to be honest, because, I mean, that bench could look like the, uh, that this week. Next week, it could just be something completely different, you know, so I'd probably want to see that bench for a couple weeks in a row, potentially, uh, mm. before making that move. But um, his break-even's not really that, uh, not that high at all anyway, so it's probably not one that you'd have to jump off of straight away. Yeah, it's
0: more more for me that I'm, I'm more sort of warning people away from selling him that I am suggesting yeah. that people buy him straight away. He's definitely one that I'm looking at because, you know, obviously in the first two weeks here, he's played 51 and 38 minutes in the first two weeks. You have to imagine that, you know, that bench is an indication that it's probably more like 55 minutes and, I mean, looking yeah. at, his long term stats here when he plays at least 45 minutes, this is a 48 average. But you know, that's that's you know, there's some there's only one turnover tackle in those 11 games there, which you have to think might you know, that should theoretically you know, this he's due for some positive regression there, and that could be a low 50s average. Um, but I mean, yeah, he's his ownership's dropped off significantly, and I'll, I certainly. I would be hanging on this week, particularly given we're losing Grant, Angus Crichton's on the bench, too longy out, you know, and all these I, I just teams, think that but... with
1: their bench makeup as well, with how uh, his break-even's not really that high either, it's probably uh, probably one to hold for this week at least anyway.
0: Uh, exactly. I think yeah, especially
2: – uh, uh, right. I was going to say, especially with um, with Jackson Hastings taking the early play now, like if, if we say they opt for a Tyrone Peachy at 5'8", not Jock Madden, um, you know, Peachy's been pinching some big minutes. So like, that could potentially really pave the way for Stefano to have some more increased minutes this week.
0: Yeah. Oh, mate, I'd be willing to bet my left nut that it's going to be Jock Madden, though.
2: Yeah. We'll <laughs> yeah, probably.
0: <laughs> yeah. And, th- and you know, that's saying something. So, so I really value the left one. The right one I'm not that passionate about, but the left one is is important <laughs> to me. Um, <laughs> outside of that, this Tigers team, obviously Tua Lungi, he's out for probably what's going to be just the one week, um, unless Garner does something particularly fantastic, which if we know anything about Luke Garner is unlikely. Um, Tua Lungi seems to be one for me that is, it seemed to be a mistake to be selling. Uh, obviously, you know, managers are disappointed with the, the low score last week, but, 51 minutes and the Knights were really on top that whole game. Um, Ryan, uh, too long he's won. Obviously, for me, I'd be holding. Is that the way that you're feeling about him?
2: Yeah, I'm holding for now as well. I'm not uh, necessarily talking coaches out of not selling him. Mean, if you've got no other fires and, you, you know, you'll want to jump on some of these, like a Panthers cheapy that's popped up this week. But I think this season especially, um, patience is going to be key. Um, we've seen a lot of guys under underperform in the opening couple of weeks, um, you mm-hmm. know, and we might get to that a little bit later in regards to tackling and scoring. But, um, yeah, I, I just think patience is going to be key and, and I'm not too keen to pivot away from some of these guys, especially when there doesn't appear to me too many better options available either, especially in that sub 400k price bracket.
0: Yeah, no, exactly right. It's, um, you know, I, I think it's, uh, yeah, it, it really is going to be a test of, you know, like, you know, you're going to have to play your Fletcher Bakers and your Billy Walters this week, you know, or do some sort of, you know, loophole shenanigans, you know, just to sort of limp through and and try to do the best you can with what you have uh, and just really be patient with some of these guys that are, uh, have started a bit slow. So, um, Belen, do you have anything on the Tigers before we, um, you know, put the pain to you with the Warriors?
1: Uh no, but I just want to say every year I like to start off with a bit of a um a bit of an outside option and I've actually started with Luciano Lelua this year.
0: Yeah, how's that going for you? Uh
1: it was pretty <laughs> pretty bad in the first round, but hey look, I mean practically scored fifty in base uh the last round and he's about to demolish the Warriors, so I'm on with it. <laughs> I'm from here, boys.
0: That's a confidence play. That's a that's a classic reverse jinx there. I'm just expecting um, <laughs> it to happen. Yeah. So moving across to the warriors, uh now that we're here, obviously uh Reese Walsh sort of seemed to l- look a little bit, you know, more lively here. Um they've played the the musical chairs with the halves and um uh, who's out Ash Taylor's out, Nickarima's in. Um you and Aiken sort of a bit underwhelming but a forty floor is is you'll take that from your center. Um The real story here is is Josh Curran. And he was somebody I wasn't particularly excited about in the preseason. And if I'm being honest, I'm not sure that my opinion's changed. Even though his scoring looks really good, there was a uh, a story in the news today saying, oh, yeah, he's got his nose in front for State of Origin. Um, Don't be fooled into thinking that he's going to play State of Origin this year. Um, He's not pushing any of those incumbent guys out. Um, But he is playing really, really well. And, I mean, 66, 73 minutes the last two weeks, averaging in the 60s. Um, (sighs) Dual middle edge, slightly cheaper than Angus Crichton for anybody that's got Angus Crichton like me. Uh, Belen, is he, you know, is is 65 minutes seems to be kind of where his floor is sitting at the moment uh, in the role until Tuhu's back. Um, But he seems to be sort of doing most of it in base stats.
1: Yeah, um, it's not one that I can fit in at the moment. I'd actually prefer to take him if he has an 80-minute edge roll to be honest, because the scoring is pretty insane. Pretty insane on that edge. And I actually think that he might end up on an edge when Torhu's back anyway. So, so
0: Okay, see... so if that's the case, is he somebody that you would jump to now as a bit of a, I guess, for, for, I, yeah, we talk about pods all the time, 7.8%. He's a pod, He is a pod. Is he somebody that you'd have a look at?
1: It's someone that I have looked at, for sure. Um, I'm just not sure. Like, he played big minutes last week as well, right? Because Matt Lodge was um, busy having a couple on the sideline, sort of just skewing his ring out. So I'm not sure what the goal mm. is. But as you said, yeah, 65 minutes. I mean, it's not a terrible option, but I, there's probably not a lot of value there either, to be honest. So
0: No, I guess it's just more like getting a really good quality dual position, yep. edge, middle 99% not gonna play our origin despite what Brad Fitler says player. Yeah. Um you know, and and you know, I think they play the round 13 by, I can't remember. I'm pretty they sure do. they do. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Do. So yeah, certainly one to have a look at. Um, but Ryan, I mean the other one, and is it too early to victory lap on Rocco Berry yet? <laughs>
2: um Look, yeah, I, I think round two may be a little too soon, but um, he certainly seems, uh, you know, that exactly low 30 sort of average is what we, yeah, he does. <laughs> yeah. Is,
0: is there any guarantees that he doesn't, you know, because I mean, in that preseason podcast uh, that we listened to on Talking League with Justin Morgan, he sort of, they sort of said, oh, you know, there's, oh, we hope one of these guys can become a long, long-term, you know, option in the centres and they're both young and, you know, we're probably not, not expecting them to get through a whole season. Um, you know, a lot of people jumping off layer but, you know, he's really, really cheap. I wonder if it's that, you know, maybe he's going to come back in potentially and, and you know, and Barry will have a couple of weeks in reserve grade or, you know, like it's – um. I'm not 100% convinced that Violet is a sell is, is I guess, where I'm getting to with all this.
2: Well, I mean, if they're not winning, um, I guess no one's safe if you're not winning.
0: No, exactly right. So, yeah, and we've we've seen that Brownie changes his team like he changes his underpants, which is once every couple of weeks. So, so. (laughs) Um, Katoa is another one. He's obviously moving out of the team. Uh, like he's he's uh you know he's averaging fifty but sixty five minutes down from seventy three last week you know i mean forty one and sixty four minutes is pretty good, but i mean it is a bit of a worry. I guess you just gotta keep riding the price rises um break even twenty four this week not urgent, but I'd really like to see him playing that seventy plus minutes a week. I really hope it doesn't go down again this week to a sixty you know, 59 or something like that. <laughs> but, mm. yeah, I guess if you got him, just hang on and, and pray at the moment and that's it. That's all mm-hmm. you can do. Exactly. All right, moving along to the Rabbitohs and the Roosters, Ryan, your man or both of your men, Lachlan Ilias. I managed to avoid him as well. He's playing again. Uh, well, he's going to be on the field for probably 80 minutes. Playing is, I don't know if it's a accurate description of what he does while he's out there, but he's, he's going to be there. Um, they've done the swap with Jackson, Paulo, Tane, Milne, uh, which I think is probably good. Paulo seems to be a much better winger and Milne was the center. I don't really understand why they swapped in the first place, but I mean, fantasy wise here, the key talking points is Lachlan Elias two weeks in a row of being poor and being very Adam Clune. Mm. Uh, I mean, how long is he just going to be able to run around not doing much before Blake Taft comes in?
2: Oh, mate, well, I mean, I set the bar at Adam Clune. He hasn't even been Adam Clune so far this year. Clune's averaging thirty-seven. Um, <laughs> you know, like, yeah, I, I sold him. How last did week he to Josh make King. six
0: tackles in eighty-four minutes?
2: Yeah, I don't know. Six tackles wow. in eighty-four minutes. It's it's I don't it's impressive. How he just runs away. The wing? He runs away from the ball. I guess I, I don't know. Um, he, yeah, no, I jumped off last week. running to Josh meters King. and one
0: hundred and fifty kick kick meters. That's fine. Like that's a good stats, but six tap like. Yeah, that's terrible.
2: And and they were on defense most of the game. Like, the Storm dominated possession for the majority of that game too. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's weird. That's so
1: weird.
2: I think he's a sell.
0: Yeah,
1: you selling this week, Willian? Yeah. yeah, he's gone.
0: Yeah, good stuff. All right, other than that, Jai Arrow the other story out of this team. Obviously, Cameron Murray put up a good score. He's a good player. That happens. Um, but Arrow, he played that big minute role again. Um, only forty five this week, but you know, he's averaging fifty-five and, and and Arrow's tackles were down as well. I wonder if maybe they were just running to the other side of the field the storm, because I think Arrow and Ilias playing the same do they no, they don't. They play on opposite sides of the field. Um Yeah, that's interesting. I mean Arrow tackle count down, but he's averaging thirty-five tackles and hundred and thirty meters, which is great for an edge back rower. Uh, at 601K, is he somebody like if you got an Angus Crichton, would you s- just take that 130K, put it in the bank and go down to a Jairo and get similar scoring?
2: Look, I, I would. Um, I, I've seen two weeks in a row now of this huge-minute role, and you have to think if he's going to continue to do this. I, I don't think Souths have anyone to come back into this side. So, No, no it's like... just
0: all they've done is swap Cheekham for Liam Knight.
2: Yeah, exactly. So, I mean... <laughs> Yeah, Arrow's looking very tempting now at this big minute roll if he can keep this up. Um, you know, forty-five against the storm in a game where they were being dominated until the last ten minutes. Man, yeah, no, it it looks good. I mean, they've got the Roosters and Penrith in the next two weeks. That's so not ideal, but um he's looking like he could be a keeper if he keeps these minutes up.
0: Yeah, I'm just wondering if I if I do something like that. I've I've got a couple of options this week and I'm just trying to work out. So I'm I'm trying to work out who the two that I get rid of, because I mean I've got 18 green dots, but two of them are Fletcher Baker and Billy Walters. So, um, and I don't want to sell too Um uh, So I'm trying to work out whether I just jump off early on Fletcher Baker, but his bake even's only 11. So I feel like I'm just kind of, you know, getting out a little bit early there. Um, but Vilea is the other one. And if I go like Angus Crichton down to Die arrow, I might be able to get Vilea all the way up to like a four hundred K sort of decent player. But if I go Crichton across to a Curran or something like that, I can get I can still do Vilea to Tyler May, which is one that I'm looking at. So or um yeah, so I've got a couple of options I'm sort of tossing up this week and I don't really know what direction to go in, but um, yeah, no, definitely Arrow's an interesting option. But outside of those, that's really down in two talking points from this team. Damian Cook, he's kind of getting minutes stolen consistently now at the moment, which is pretty uh, alarming for anyone that decided to got get on him early. Two low 50 scores um, and uh, only 46 running metres last week, though, against the Storm, which is, you know, to be expected. So this, um, this Roosters team's probably more interesting to talk about uh, Belen, to you on the Billy Smith, uh, I call it a train, but it's more of like a chariot with square wheels.
1: Yeah. Um. Do you want to know something funny, actually? So last week I actually traded Billy Smith to Ilani to and that ended up being a really ripper trade.
0: <laughs> oh, mate, that is one for the history books, that one. <laughs> yeah, but I do,
1: I do know people that made worse trades, actually. We might get to that later, but yeah. Yeah, it made me feel a little bit better. But yeah, no, I'm, I'm I'm off Billy Smith, and I'm I'm actually I'm pretty happy about it to be honest. Do yeah, well, the
0: problem is he's already dropped. He's kind of dropped that 34k now, and and he really is, oh, yeah, 34k. And like, I mean, it's I'm looking at that now, going, do I spend 34k again and go to Tyler May? And like, we've seen his reserve grade stats, and we'll talk about him when we get to the Panthers. Um, but you know, it seems to me like his role is wing or out, which, you know, is not something that I'm particularly interested in for Billy Smith. Um, obviously part of the, the attraction to the center's base stats, but also 266K is, is fine. Um, you know, I'd be looking at buying him if I didn't have him. Uh, so, and I mean, you look at his, oh, man, he's got a nine in his wing reserve grade stats. That was all from a long time ago, though. But, and the other three are 37, 45, and 51. What's going on with the Roosters? They're kind of a bit clunky. Ryan, do you have any magical insights there, mate?
2: Well, I mean, it just seems to be like a lot of these top teams are just a little bit off their best at the moment. Um, you know, other than Penrith, who absolutely fired in week one, um, they just all seem to be a little bit off their best. I guess, you know, a lot of these top coaches know that their premierships aren't won in in March. Um, hmm. You know, they're, they're probably... Probably trying to get them to peak towards uh, you know the back end of the season rather than having them firing in in the first couple of rounds because I mean I don't think this is uncommon for the Roosters I, I, you know, from memory over the last couple of years like in the early couple of rounds they're normally a little bit off their best um, you know like uh, prone to the occasional upset so um, yeah I, I think just at the price I'm probably just going to hold Billy Smith for now um, mm. yeah just hope that the Roosters can get it together but I mean if you've got yeah, I mean, if you've got no other fires, and I I, I, I wouldn't talk anyone out of selling him. No,
0: no, no. He's um, yeah, he's kind of just needs to try to get his price moving. But even then, he's thirty seven or something break even. So it's even then, it's kind of thirty four. So it's not as simple as score a try and off you go. It's score a try, level out, and then you know do it again, and then your price is moving. But I mean, outside of that, it was nice to see Teddy get a good score. Uh, Connor Watson, I thought he was going to have some time on the sidelines, but he's been named, although that doesn't really mean a lot. And then the other one here is uh, Angus Crichton being pushed to the bench, which is just absolutely fantastic. And I mean, obviously, as we've we've spoken plenty of times, NRL coaches hate your fantasy team. He certainly, Trent Robinson doesn't care that Angus Crichton's on my fantasy team. Um, and I am now... You know, I was tossing up trying to work out whether he was a hold or a sell, and I think he's just made the decision for me, which I'm, I'm maybe I'm glad about. But I don't like being forced to make trades. So. Mm.
2: Especially someone well, you thought I was a keeper up. two weeks ago.
1: Yes. Yeah, I, I picked up Gus in 2019, and ironically, he was shifted to the bench the week after I picked him up. And um, he actually still – I think he still averaged over 50 when he was on the bench there, so – I'm
0: not sure if yeah, that's a, uh, just kinda mean, look at his stats here in games where he played at least fifty minutes off the bench and he averaged forty four in fifty six minutes and mm, that's that's, that's it, good. which is yeah, it's yeah. not great. It's not great stuff. Although that's about what he's been doing on, in the starting team. So
1: yeah.
0: um <laughs> Yeah. I want I don't know I don't know what the go is there. I know they were doing it last time to teach him a lesson about working harder in defence or something like that. But surely he's past that point now. Um, Yeah, anyway, I think I'm going to move him on. Um, All right, so Panthers and the Knights, this is probably the one that I've been the most interested in talking about, obviously. Brian Toto gone six to eight weeks, and we get Tyler May, who's absolutely the much better of the two options from a fantasy perspective. Um, So, Ryan, talk to me a little bit about Tyler May. Are you going to be jumping on the Tyler May train this week?
2: Yeah, absolutely. I think so. Um you know, we don't have a huge sample. I think about what, eight games of him playing on a wing in reserve grade, and he's just been yeah. absolute weapon. Averages about forty two under the current scoring. Um, about twenty-three and a half in base, another twenty-one points in attacking stats. So, um yeah. and you know, playing for such a good team in, in Penrith, Nathan Cleary's returned just around the corner as well, with him lurking in the reserves there. Um, you have to think it's it's wheels up for May. Um, you know. Break even of what? I think it'd be in the low twenties, wouldn't it? About twenty four. Uh,
0: yeah, I think it's about that. yeah
2: Twenty four. Yep. 24, yep. 24. Yeah, yeah. You have to think you'd be able to average in the in the mid thirties in this side.
0: Yeah, given that um, he's going to play on that left wing, and Charlie Staines doesn't do a lot of the grunt work, you have to think that's just going to benefit those other three guys. It's good for Tago, it's good for Crichton, good for Tyler May, I think so. Um, I'm definitely going to be looking strongly, at jumping on him. The other one's Isaiah Yo, who put up another good score this week. Um, he's up at eight point five percent. He's another one. He's cheaper than Angus Crichton um, in in sixty eight and seventy two. The last two weeks break, even at thirty nine, playing eighty minutes. Um, there's you know question marks around whether Fisher Harris is fit. Leota's out for the foreseeable future. They've got Kenny Sorensen, Leniu, and Salmon on the bench. You have to think that just means good things for uh, for Yo in terms of minutes. Uh, and you know he seems to be one of these guys who's uh, able to get through the work because he's sort of fairly fit, but big enough to he's not being implement uh, impacted by these these rule changes. But Ryan, you sort of alluded to it earlier. Um, it is a worry here. Um, this the tackle counts. Why is it that Isaiah Yeo is immune from the the, the trend at the moment? <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, it seems really strange because I was digging into this a little bit uh, earlier in the week and tackle counts are right down this year. Um, I'm not too sure why, but uh, it might just be that they're recording them differently. So basically I found that in round one, there was on average uh, 662 tackles per game, last round 654. Um, how that compares to previous rounds. So round two last year, there was 722 tackles Um Round three and round four in 2020, there was 738 and 709. So, you know, that's a huge drop-off. That's, you know, about 60 points per game um, less for for players to rack up in tackles. Um, you know, and one thing I consistently saw is that teams, there were always multiple teams each round making over 400 tackles. There hasn't been one team to make over 400 tackles in the first two rounds. So it's um, playing a big, uh, having a big impact on fantasy and, and maybe we might need to readjust um, our thoughts on what a keeper is. Uh, Mm. especially with some of these middle players that are going to be impacted by that. But, uh, yeah, Isaiah just seems to keep on truck, and he's playing 80 minutes. He still makes his tackles. Yeah.
0: So, I mean, trend-wise and, like, you know, thinking about this now, does that mean that we're looking for guys who rely more on run metres and less on tackles? Is that, you know, but also not necessarily guys that rely on run metres but also tackle busts? Because usually run meters and tackle bus go together, but obviously the tackle bus scoring has been nerfed as well. So it's kind of – it's an awkward situation where you're looking for guys who make their tackles and run meters, but they're getting attacking stats but not relying on the tackle bus part of the attacking stats.
2: (laughs) (laughs) It's like you're sort of looking for a a pang if he wasn't an absolute – you know, mental case. Potato, Um, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah, because I don't know, like this might just be two outliers to start the season and we might see a return or this could just be a a shift in the way they're recording tackles, maybe not getting that third man in, um, maybe just looking for the people that are actually completing the effective tackle. tackle. Yeah, exactly, rather than just helping get them on the ground type of thing. Mm.
1: Do you you reckon it's due to the... um, new six again rules at all or because i know there's there's a there's a whole lot more stoppage uh, stoppages
2: potentially but like I, I was i was taking a look at that and like errors seem to be the same um as any other year and i, I that, that's sort of why i looked up 2020 as well because obviously there were less six agains in 2020 um you know it was a little bit similar to to now and like for 2020 to be such an outlier compared to this year as well it just it made me think that you know, the only real explanation there is that they are recording tackles different dif- uh, you know, differently to what they were. Because to have so many stoppages that you are getting sixty less tackles per game, just um, it, it just seems to be there is something more than that. If you if you get what I say, especially with scoring being down too. You know, like um, unders are hitting at, uh, I think unders are about fourteen out of sixteen so far. You know, like to, to have so few points, you know, more there should be theoretically on average at least more tackles that, you know, are being offset by the fact that they're not standing behind the posts. Yeah.
1: Mm.
0: Weird times we live in, guys. It
2: mm. is. Interesting.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, no, I don't know. I, I was thinking about it. I definitely think we're onto something with this, uh, the way they're recording it. I think this is just the last little flop on tackle. They're not. They're not recording. And that's why you're seeing guys like, you know, as a yo who, you know, he does make the, the first and second contact a lot of the time. He's he's getting those tackles. Same thing with the guys like Cameron Murray. So, yeah. That's, uh, yeah. It'll be interesting to see if it how it forms out over six, seven weeks. But, I mean, outside of, you know, the, the, this whole Panthers team is fairly fantasy relevant. And then the guy sitting down there in number 24 that, you know, Ryan, you sort of glossed mm-hmm. over earlier, Nathan Cleary. Um, surely... He's not going to make the trip to Bathurst and then not play. <laughs> so, are we are we going to see? What's your prediction, Ryan and Belent? Are we going to see Nathan Cleary this week?
2: Oh man, I'm going to say no. I'm going to say one more week. He'll be back next week. That's my that's my thoughts.
1: Yeah, well, I don't think he's playing this week.
0: Yeah. I think he's going to be a one o'clock Saturday inclusion, <laughs> like hour before the game. So oh, like that's, I'm, I'm gonna, we're going to see him this week. Because only because the Knights are doing so good. If the Knights were playing poorly, I reckon he'd sit out. But I reckon he's frothing and ready to go. He's sitting at you home with his jersey on right or... now.
1: Sorry? You reckon he's underdone at all?
0: Oh, I don't think guys like that can be underdone.
1: Oh, kind of Imagine,
0: like, suggesting that Kobe Bryant was going to be underdone. It's kind of It's not in their mentality, I don't think. Yeah. Um,
1: okay. they're just, they're I'm just assuming he's been sitting it. on
0: the treadmill for the last six months and the only thing that he hasn't been working out is his shoulder. So I'll be very surprised. I do think that the scoring is going to negatively impact him and the way that the rules are playing. I think we're going to see him average closer to 65 um, than 80, personally. Um, I think he's still going to be the top scorer, but I don't think it's going to be as big of a gap and if McInnes is playing 65 to 70 minutes in the way that this game's running right now, it won't shock me if McInnes is equally sort of similarly scoring per week. Yeah. I think the, the, the ceiling, the floor ceiling, like Cleary's going to have a bigger ceiling, obviously, but I think the floor for Cleary is going to be a lot lower this year. That's my, my thought. So, okay. um, And then obviously on the Knights, the, the, the true best halfback in the NRL, Jake Clifford, obviously, he's he's performing really, <laughs> really well. Um, you know, Queensland State of Origin leg- legend Dane Gagai is wearing his State of Origin jersey underneath his Knights jersey, which is fantastic. Um, <laughs> I guess the the big news here fantasy-wise, obviously, Kurt Mann's starting a bit slow out of the blocks, um, but I think he's going to come good. And Barnett obviously out on that edge now with um, Fitzgibbon out for a couple of weeks. Uh, is there any key takeaways from this Knights team or is it just, you know, I saw somebody asking about Leo Thompson whether he was a buy now with with Fitz out or all that sort of stuff. But I think it's probably just you know if you got him hold him if you don't have him wait and see what happens for another week. Is that is that how are you guys feeling about this? I know Thompson's breaking at two forty five last week.
1: Yeah, didn't see the news of um, Clemmer out for six weeks.
0: Uh, I didn't see six weeks. No. Yes,
1: yeah, uh, I got sent a newspaper. Articles hanging out for four to six weeks.
0: I'm not sure if there's
1: anything else on it, but. Okay. But, but I got that like maybe an hour ago, so I'm not sure if there's any more news on that, but it probably makes it a little bit more interesting, though.
0: Uh, several games are on the sideline after knee surgery. Okay. There you go. Yep. Mm-hmm. Sounds, sounds sounds legit. Um, So, all right. So, Leo Thompson. 249K. Yep. Break even a two.
2: The physio The physio tweeted three to six weeks as well.
1: Okay. Oh, did he? Mm.
2: Yep. Yeah.
0: Well, if you're looking for a, a cross move for uh you know, a Vilea or a Billy Smith or something like that, and you need somebody who might actually score pretty well this week, that bench is pretty thin. He looks like he'll be the first sub. Yeah, for sure. Thompson um, Thompson. So yeah, mm-hmm. could be a nice little, you know, nice little thirty five to forty minute, you know, forty point um, you know, thirty five to forty points, you know, sort of guy. Um yeah, that's, yeah, sort that's of scoring, very tempting. Pretty, pretty good we, we rate there. For the
1: next three weeks, it's gold.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, definitely one to have a look at. That's for sure. If if it makes sense for your team. Um, all right, moving along to the Storm and the Eels game here. Obviously, Storm uh, Harry Grant, big news after team list named. He's named, but apparently he's got COVID, and he was sitting having dinner with Brandon Smith, uh, Tyron Wishart, and the other backup hooker for Storm. Um, so we might see a Kenny Bromwich hooker this week.
2: <laughs> that will be fun.
0: Yeah. Oh mate, he's an international level number 9. Of course. Him and Josh so is Josh Yeah. <laughs>
2: um,
0: mate, what I really want to know Ryan is is what the hell's going on with Ryan Pappenhausen?
2: Yeah, mate. Is um, I, I just wonder if it's still that you know that leg injury that's sort of uh, bothering him a little bit because his run meters are right oh. down. Um, I was taking a look at it today. So he had 109 meters in week one, 75 meters last week against the Rabbitohs in a game where they were, you know, they were dominating that first half. Spot. That second half is a little bit more even. Yeah, but um, I guess getting the goal kicking back um after Grant shanked a couple, it seems encouraging. It's like he hangs hangs to that, but yeah, it, it just seems like maybe he's a little bit underdone with the. With, with the ankle and, yeah, I think just, again, I think patience is going to be key with Pappenhausen. Yeah, I
0: certainly am not um, rushing out to sell him, but I'm not super excited about starting with him at the moment. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think, yeah, like you say, I think it's just a bit of, bit of patience and, um, yeah, we just got to uh, bide our time with him, I reckon. Uh, mm-hmm. But, I mean, for the Storm, I mean, there's a couple of interesting ones here. Josh King putting together a couple of big minute games in a row. Uh, I mean, uh, with Grant, best case scenario, Brandon Smith plays and we're in exactly the same position. But, I mean, King's probably in for another 60-minute game here again. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, he seems like someone... Is he someone like, I don't have him. I'm thinking about buying him this week. I feel like he's still okay to buy, isn't he?
2: It, I mean, it's a tough one because, like, with Brandon Smith lurking there in reserves, like, what happens when next week when if Smith and Grant are both in the side? Like... Um, I doubt he's playing sixty-five minutes, is he? Like when they're back at full strength, I'd have to assume that goes back down a little bit. But
0: even if he's fifty-five minutes, like if he's in the Christian Welch, what we predicted Christian, Christian Welch was going to play, because Bromwich is too old to do that, and that's not NASA's go. Uh, yeah, you, know, you have to think he's going to be that. He's going to be that player. And I mean, all preseason they were talking about how good he was going. Um, the big worry for me is fifty-one tackles, seventy-seven meters, forty-eight points. That's the mm. the question mark. He's literally zero attacking stats. So you know he needs to boost that up. But you have to imagine that that's going to come with confidence and time. You know, uh, Eels, Bulldogs, Raiders, Sharks, Warriors, Knights—all teams that like to play down the middle of the field. Um, I'm, I think he's got. I think he's got a. You know, I mean. What's he even if he averages? Oh, is he 43? Even if he averages 40 from here, that's 500k, which is another 130, 125, 130. I think I'd take that with the combination of the
2: scores. Yeah, that's true. Fair point.
0: Yeah, I don't know. It just seems in that price range, like you know, Tyler May's a he's got a clock on him, or as I don't think Josh King actually does, I think you can just play him through State of Origin and, and upgrade him at your leisure later.
2: Mm. Yeah, fair point. I can't argue.
0: Yeah. Uh, anything else on the Storm here, boys? Um,
2: nothing from me, just the usual yeah. keepers in there, I think. Hughes, Munster, going all right.
0: Yeah. Cool. All, all right. right. Play on. Shoveling across to the Eels. Uh, obviously, we thought we were going to get a Jermaine Osarco siding, but evidently we picked the wrong blue and gold team. Uh, so uh looks like the foreseeable future is going to be Opicek centre. Walker Blake wing, which you know, seemed to work pretty well, even though the Eels lost. They did lose, didn't they?
2: Yeah, to, yes. on the buzzer to the Sharks, yeah. yeah.
0: Yes, they lost. Um, but, uh, I mean, this bench probably is, I mean, you know, Reed Marnie could play 80 here. Warren McGregor. obviously, he's not a big-minute guy. Nathan Brown's back in, no sign of Rice. Uh, Ryan Madison. Uh, is there anyone here that's a buy, or it's more like if you got them, just you know, cross your fingers and pray,
2: Billant?
1: Like... Yeah, um, I don't think anyone's a buy. I think you just, I think you nailed it, mate. Because if you got them, just hold.
2: Yep. I mean, if you yeah. if you had an Angus, would you consider pivoting to your boy Junior Paulo? Who's throwing a lot of uh, a lot of offloads? No,
0: no, I don't think I would.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: No, I've been hurt by Junior Paulo before. I don't want to bring anyone else into my madness. No. 54 in 46 minutes with four offloads, all that went to hand is not something that I'm willing on banking on happening every week. So I'd like to see him beef those numbers up by about 10 minutes, uh, but maintain, you know, just get a bit more base stats and a little bit less YOLO offloads. But I do like to see the offloads, uh, but I want him Mm. to be doing that while also... um, I think he's a big guy and the Eels, you know... And it's early in the year. I think he's he'll warm into the year as well. He's kind of that sort of player. So, yeah, I've got, got some confidence, but not enough to recommend him to anyone. Moving along to the Raiders, we see uh, Brad Schneider back in the team. Thankful uh, siding for all of us sort of struggling with uh, quality green dots this week. Chotrich is back. Um, not that he makes a quality green dot, but he's a green dot. Uh, anyone that gambled on uh Schiller's list is disappointed now. Josh Hodgson gone for the year, Tarpany. Uh not Tarpany, Tom Starling's gonna start in the hooker. And Matt Frawley on the bench. Uh I've seen some someone right before we started recording suggesting that Frawley's gonna take Schneider off and not Tom Starling, which seems uh like not something that I'm expecting to be accurate. Yeah. Um <laughs> that's not the way that I delivered that message on on the Facebook group. That's that's my <laughs> feelings about it. Um, but I mean, fantasy wise, here for the Raiders, it's really Schneider and Trapped Tom Starling, and that's about it, boys. Ryan, do you have any thoughts outside of that?
2: Uh not really. Uh, you know, I guess like Starling's obviously the popular option this week, um, but. Yeah, there's not much fantasy wise happening. I guess uh, Chance was pretty disappointing last week. Just the Raiders in general were disappointing last week. No one hit 50 in that Cowboys Raiders game. Have to think that's going to improve. But yeah, Tom Starling's, I guess, the big talking point here.
0: Yeah. I mean, if we look at his 19 and 20 games where he played at least 50 minutes, uh, that's Tom Starling, um, average 54.6 in 47. Point seven minutes uh so i mean don't really want to go extrapolating that down um because i mean a lot of those games there are 80 minutes and we're obviously not expecting him to play 80 minutes so i'm wondering if i go down to 40 and maximum of 70 on it if we get a decent oh, it's a full game sample there Fifty-three minutes, forty-two p- points. That's, but I mean, that's kind of thats sort of, you know, forty-five uh, average, forty-five a game is kind of where I'm where I'm expecting him to be. We're, but like, you know, I mean, I guess that makes I mean, him a buy though, doesn't it? Yeah, he's priced at
2: yeah, thirty-five. Think, yeah, forty-five
1: points. Yeah, he's buy if
0: that's the case. Mm. Damn it! Why did you do this to me, guys? I wasn't even looking at <laughs> him.
2: You did it to yourself. <laughs>
0: Why? Would you do Tom Starling or Josh King? I think Tom Starling's got a much bigger ceiling, doesn't he?
1: I'd probably definitely do Tom Starling. There's just less, um, less questions about his role going forward.
0: Mm. That means I, I guess Tom Starling, nine... you, can,
2: yeah. uh, you can pretty yeah. safely lock Starling in for about 60 minutes, can't you? Like 55, 60, yeah. 65 yeah. on a good day. If there's a couple of injuries, he plays 80. Yeah,
0: yeah. He can. You're right. Good work, guys. You've talked me out of it. Now I got to work out what I'm gonna do here instead. So, why are you doing this to me? <laughs> I wonder if I just go Angus to, to, to Tom Starling and Billy Smith to Tyland May and just bank the bank the cash. Do it, mate. There's, there's worse ideas out there running around, isn't there? Really?
2: No, there's plenty yeah. of worse ideas. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh God. Brandon Smith. He's in the affordability bracket now, Brandon Smith. I uh, obviously I'm not gonna buy him right now, but he's uh you know that's gonna be a, a really nice juicy pickup shortly, if, yeah,
1: you have to think. you'll he'll, he'll be right for the picking shortly, that's for sure. Mm. 13 Interesting right stuff.
0: All right, guys. You you've given me something to ponder now, but I'm I'm gonna have to and I, I think I'm definitely going to go Angus to Tom Starling, and then I'm going to work out what I'm going to do with my other trade. All right, boys. Outside of that, um, it's really not that exciting for the Raiders. So kicking across to the Titans, uh, who did get Osako in the st- in the Sweet though I don't really know what they're going to use him for. Um, I'm wondering if maybe there's a a niggle to uh, Jaden Campbell that we don't know about, uh, but. I guess between Jaden Campbell and Ed, Alex Brimson, they're not necessarily the pitches of health. So um, probably good to have back up there. Um, but really the big story here is for Feeder, who's been pretty underwhelming so far. Ryan as a manager, you have to be disappointed, but is he somebody that you're just going to pray? I mean, he's not on the bench, which is better than we can say for Angus, but.
2: <laughs> yeah, I, again, I think this just comes back to being patient. Um, you know, I, I know he's got the ceiling there. I think it's just a matter of time. Um, he hasn't, I don't know, they, they tend, to, it seems like the same problem as last year, whereas they, they just don't know how, like, they've got this weapon, they don't really seem to know how to use him too effectively. Like he doesn't, I don't know, they don't give him the ball too often. Um, you know, and, and the last week was obviously concerning, only playing about 65 minutes. If that seems to be a, uh uh a trend moving forward, I'll, I'll probably jump off. But um, I think mm. for the time being, I'm just going to hold patience because because I, I know he does have the pedigree there to to really blast out um, yeah, on occasion. Yeah,
0: yeah. No, I, yeah. I um, yeah. I think he's he's one that you know you really got to you know yeah hold firm with. And and I mean the other one here, somebody that I kind of looked at in the preseason, I avoided, but he's now sort of sitting in my affordability. Bryce Brackett is Fodawaker. We actually spoke about him on the pod last week. Um, you know, Blint, where are you? Uh, do you have any sort of interest in Fodawaker now under 600K? I
1: mean, he's pretty cheap now, right? Um, mm. And he's done it all before. Uh, I probably just want to wait a couple more games and see what he does. What did he score last week? Score yeah, 2 in 41 minutes. Yeah, so it's... You kind of just want to see
2: something first before you go dive again, don't
1: yeah.
0: you? Yeah. We don't want to be stuck on a like a, a low to mid-40s average the whole year guy. Mm. Uh, I don't know. I wonder if it's – I mean, because they got the two 80-minute edges at the moment, which I guess is the big the big obstacle. And, yeah, for some reason, Kevin Proctor and, and Sam LaSonne are playing sort of decent minutes. But, yeah, I don't know. Keeping Jared Wallace out of the team. And, I mean, the Titans are winning, aren't they? are they
2: 2-0? No, they lost by two yeah, to the Eagles round yeah. one. They're 1-1. One one. Right. Yeah, yeah.
0: You're
1: right. You're right. Okay.
0: Um. Yeah, but, I mean, fantasy-wise, it's pretty pretty quiet outside of Sexton doing great things. Yes. Um, Sexy boy. Yeah. Sexy boy. Bo Fermo, though, obviously, he had that game out in the centres. Is he somebody to to have a buy look at, or, you know, he um, obviously had a much bigger score this week, um, averaging 52, now a nice low break, even 17. Hmm.
1: That
0: was, uh, Anyone that I feels think, passionately uh, about that question can answer it.
1: I don't feel passionate <laughs> about it, but that was the uh, that was the poor trade that I wanted to, I just want to ask you guys, what do you think is worse, me trading Billy Smith to Ilangi to or someone trading both Ferbal to Nanai?
0: <laughs> oh I mean, mate, gonna, well yeah. No, one, I think I think your one, no your one's worse. Is it
1: really
0: long ter- oh, term long term yeah. your
1: one's gonna be worse? Oh I'm just talking about last week though.
0: Yeah, this no, but long term, but but you don't you don't look at trades in a one week window, mate.
1: No, but I am.
0: Yeah, just I know you are because yours, you because your one's worse, and you're trying to wrap your justification I don't, I don't around and make yourself feel I don't better. About
1: any, any other weeks, just last week, just just tell no. me which one was worse. Uh, well, you know, no, course, it's it's yours. Obviously. Yeah, yours is worse. <laughs> These yeah. guys. Thank you. You're welcome. No worries.
0: All right, moving along to the Broncos against the Cowboys juggernaut mate two titans of rugby league come up against each other on a sunday and ryan we're not when we were looking at this game because obviously you're going to be you and i are going to hopefully be hanging out on this particular occasion all things going according to plan absolutely and um, mate uh, i don't think when we decided to do this before round 1 that we're going to be expecting the broncos to be undefeated after 2 weeks including knocking off the the the, pr- the last season grand final rabidos without Adam Reynolds and the Cowboys were just going to be coming off an absolute fizz up last week. And I think it's, you know, obviously uh, as much as uh, Matt on our Facebook group, who's a diehard Raiders fan is trying to tell me that in fact, the Cowboys didn't win this game. The Raiders lost it. Uh, Cowboys took advantage of the opportunities and were just absolutely, you know, mate, I was, I was sitting in my bed drinking my scotch and I was, I was really loving life on, on the weekend. So Boys, uh, fantasy wise though, Cowboys. Uh, Tom Gilbert is uh, obviously the relevant one here, or one of the relevant ones. He held that big minute role and seems to have kept Lukey onto a you know a bench impact role, but didn't actually score that well. Um, uh, but he kind of he falls to me in the same question in the inverses, uh, Bo Firmor where, um, you know Firmor obviously big score. Week two, but Gilbert Biggs will be week one. Seventy-five minutes both weeks or, or thereabouts. Um, you know the tackle count was way down because the Raiders couldn't hang on to the ball. But you have to imagine if Gilbert is going to be playing seventy-five minutes a week on that hybrid edge middle role, he's going to be an absolute weapon. And it seems to me like while you know they've I've sort of you know it's funny after the big score I was telling everyone not to get him, and now he scored twenty-four. I'm 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 sort of thinking about him. <laughs> uh, which is yeah it's you know it's reflect I'm just Quite trying to get guys that mirror my scoring um for my rest of my team so like,
1: yeah.
0: yeah but uh, I mean looking at looking at Gilbert here um you know he's uh, he's scoring in the past when he's played big minutes has been good and that you know he's a whole 100k keeper than arrow and we just said that arrow might be a keeper
2: hmm right no. no? Yeah, yeah, no, no. You're raising good points. Um, you know, because I guess like Mitch Dunn got injured, only played 13 minutes, but there's every chance they could have they could have played Lukey longer. They could have played you know Neme longer if they if that was the plan. So it seems like, yeah, Gilbert is um, you know that big minute guy moving forward. Um, mm-hmm. And you, and I think it's important to remember, like nobody scored well in this Cow- Cowboys Raiders game. Not a single player hit 50. So um, I mean, you have yeah. to think he's going to bounce back if he's playing that many minutes.
0: Yeah, I think that there's a strong chance he can average 45. Um, my question is whether he can make that leap to the 50. Um, but he seems like – it seems like he's – you know, we've done gone. I think his 40-minute rolls is going to go straight down to Cotter or whatever, and, and obviously Lolo's going to build up a little bit. But it's funny. I don't know if you watched the post-game press conference I did because I was so excited. Uh, and one of the guys actually asked Lolo if he was going to go back to that sixty-plus minute role, and he laughed and said, "No, I'll let the young guys do the big minutes. I'll just, you know, yeah, stick to my role." Good. Um, yeah. which you know is a big worry for anyone that jumped on the Lolo train. But I mean, you know, young guys. Gilbert is one of those guys. He, you know, and he, you can just tell watching him, he just loves every tackle and every run that he does. And and I know that's something that is important to Toddy, but, you know, you don't – like one loss and Lukey could be back out on that edge is is right. is the reality. So it is scary. I think Jai Arrow's job security is almost 100%, whereas I think Gilbert's is 30%. <laughs> but, you know, yeah. they could absolutely average the exact same for rest of the season, and I wouldn't be shocked by that. Mm. So, yeah. If you feel passionate about Gilbert, I support you more this week than I did last week. How's that, even though he scored worse? (laughs) Um, But outside of Gilbert, uh, I mean, Hammer looks really good scoring tries, which is his go. Um, He's uh, but still actually didn't score very well even with the try, only 31 points. But as Ryan, you pointed out, nobody really scored particularly well in this game. Um, There's no, I mean, Nanai, everyone's panicking on Nanai. Uh, I'm not stressed Mm. at all about Nanai. Uh, are you guys? What, what's your stress level, Ryan? One to ten. What's your stress level on night? Uh,
2: three.
1: Yeah. Zero. Cool. Zero. Good man. I just, I yeah. I'm, I just don't I'm know zero the, as well. What that ruling is with the um with the miss tackle because I saw he he was making a few tackles and he was sort of just peeling off before the the tackle's complete. Does that count as a missed tackle now? Or yeah, is it's it? a
0: James Maloney missed tackle. Yeah. Yeah. It
1: it's a, it's a tackle, a it's, yeah, it's a Maloney miss
0: tackle, not a Napa miss tackle. It's it's there's a distinction there, but they are miss tackles. So they gotta yeah. actually stay on and affect the tackle, otherwise it's it's a miss tackle. So you yeah. know, obviously 26, sort of 28 nice. demerits is is a is a minor miracle after only having six last week. Yeah. So I think that's going to correct itself. Uh, I think you're going to find him, uh, you know, him back. You know, scoring pretty well more often than not. I have no hesitation having him in my scoring 17, not panicked at all, not yeah. even thinking about yeah, trading. He just looks more.
1: like
0: an athlete, doesn't he? Yeah. Oh, mate. Yeah. He's going to be a jet. Yeah. So, I mean, outside of that, probably need to talk about the Broncos at some point. Although, fantasy relevancy wise, it's basically just pain ass. Um, is Pat Carrigan, has he got two good scores in a row now, or did he not score very well last week? Uh, uh,
2: 44. 50 50 he got last yeah, week 44.
0: Either. Oh, that's fine. Um, it's funny, actually, I, I, I was, I, I 60 minutes for Payne Haas is, is not, not what you want to see as a Payne Haas manager after, if you jumped on between week one and week two. Mm.
1: Um, but- yeah,
0: there's a, there's a big difference between 60 and 70.
2: Yeah. I mean, 60 is what I was expecting because I started with him, 60 is what I was expecting in round one. I think we just got a little yeah. bit lucky in, in round one, to be honest.
0: Yeah. Well, having the Kobe Hetherington being ruled out, that was a big thing for him. And I mean, they still got Flegler to come back into that team as well. Um, not that I think that Haas is going to be the one that loses minutes, but I think 60 is is about right. And mm-hmm. and yeah, anyone expecting him to score 85 points a week is going to be sorely disappointed. I think if you get 55 uh, week out of your captain this year, that's a good result.
2: Yeah, we're back to the James Graham years, aren't we?
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, man, that was awesome. I love James Graham.
2: Uh, All
0: right, I think that's it. Moving along. Next game. Manly, uh, Manly and the Bulldogs. Last game of the round. Uh, Tom Trebojevic, another poor score. Love that. Prices price down, down. Prices are down like Coles. Um, DCE scoring fairly well. Uh, but, I mean, the, I guess the big talking point here is Bullymore. Um are you a Bullymore manager, Belen?
1: Yes. Yes, I am. And the actual ironic part about that is I was actually warning everyone off of him uh, in the preseason just because mm-hmm. I wasn't sold. And then on the Thursday morning of round one, he found himself in my team. And yeah. I'm absolutely not pleased about it. Yeah. Filthy I just couldn't back myself. And, yeah, now my prediction just come to fruition and he's stuck in my team, so... Yeah, can you
0: disappoint him? <laughs> yep. No, well, mate. That, and that's a, I guess it's a good lesson for people to go with their gut. But, I mean, I, this, yeah, it's kind of awkward. He might play 30 minutes again or he might play 80 minutes. I have no idea. I have no idea what Be- Des Haz is going to do, which is part of the reason why I didn't get him. Ryan, did you end up with Bully?
2: Yeah, I started with him. I, I think mainly just because I, I couldn't really see too many in exciting options in the sub 350k yeah. mark, you know, like yeah. I, I would have rather bully over a Monet, So I started with bully type of thing. Um, but yeah, I think I'm, I'm thinking about pivoting to him to May this week. I think um, just because okay. like you said, you don't, you don't know if he's getting 30 or 80, you know, Schuster's just around the corner because of that 20 points last week. Now his break evens up to 25. So it's really slowed his price rising. Um, you know, say we only get two more weeks of bully, even if he scores, 45, you know, he's, he's probably only making about, what, 45,000 over those next two weeks. So I don't feel like yeah. I'm missing much if, if I sell now versus May, I think, is someone that could probably make 200K over the next six weeks. Mm.
1: Davey on the yep. back smells
2: trouble as well. So. Mm, yeah, I oh, mean, yeah.
0: it's, it's, it's hard to argue with your assessment there. So, I mean, obviously, it's going to be, it's going to be, uh, yeah, a hard decision for managers this week. I think if you are looking for, you know, I mean, if you're absolutely desperate, you can, you know, hold him and pray. But I think he's probably one that you know. What's what's the what's the be this week? I mean, it's twenty five. Yeah, twenty five. Yeah. Pretty. Uh, I mean, like well, you're not going to yeah. lose a whole stack of money, hmm. but you might not make a lot more. And if you've got a, a good option there, if you can pivot to a, you know, Max King, Tom Starling, Tyler May type. Uh, I think that's probably a, a good long-term move for the team. So, yeah.
1: Yeah. I, I think the thing is, is that he, he might make 10k this week, and then um, his biggie is probably what, is, uh, what his what ceiling is next week, and then it all just freeze the thing, yeah. You
0: know, So yeah, yeah. If it's not this week, it's probably next week. Um, so yeah, just yeah. make it, make it. You know, make the decision if you need to. Uh, and then the Bulldogs, obviously, Birdo, good score. Uh, Pangai fairly good, so considering he only played fifty minutes, I think that's a worry long term. I see Raymond Vitala Mariners had a setback in his uh, development of his um you know or his a setback in his uh, rehab. So I mean that seems to be like this is going to be the team fairly well long term now, which I guess is probably good for Max King more than anything for us. Um, but Pangai fifty minutes playing between the middle and the edge is, is not necessarily something that's an appetizing thing for fantasy managers. You, would you be worried if you had him or it's just a, you know, hold on for the ride type thing at the moment?
2: Uh, look, I think if you've got him, I think just hold hold him for now. You know, um, he's he still scored well. He's still throwing plenty of offloads. If, if that dries up, then, yeah, he can pivot. But uh, as long as he's still scoring 50s, I, I think you just got to hold him for the meantime, given that, you know, we've got guys like David Fofito, can't manage a 50 and Angus Crichton on the bench type of thing, you know? Yep. No, good stuff.
0: All right. Uh, I think that's probably it. I mean, obviously Max King's doing good stuff. I mean, you're scoring 17 until further notice. Do we have anything else that we want to? Any players that we, you know, are sort of cropped up a lot in our Facebook group that people are asking about that we haven't specifically covered? I feel like we've, I feel like we've good a, done a good job. I didn't put a, I didn't put a Facebook post up this week asking for questions, mostly because I had think I had a pretty good idea of what people were were wanting to know about. But I mean, is there any, is there anyone specifically that you think that we've missed or?
1: Any
2: uh, I mean, late, I don't. I don't know. I've I've been on holiday. I'm on holiday, so I haven't seen too much in the group. Maybe Belen's got a better idea than me.
1: No, nah, I think I think that's the general gist of it. I haven't seen any out- outrageous names pop up, so I yeah. think that's it.
0: I think Matt Matt here has just asked me to talk about uh, Liam Knight uh, in this uh, Rabbitohs team. My advice is don't buy Liam Knight, and that that's the extent okay. of me talking about him. Um, he's not
1: getting more than thirty minutes. Yeah.
0: Anyone trying to sell you Liam Knight? Uh, I've got a bridge to buy up, set to say afterwards. So, uh, no, I think that's it. I think that's it. Uh, what do we think of Too Longy to Tie? Too Longy to Tie in May. I don't. Mm. I don't think I like that. I feel like there's a better uh, track player you could trade out. I just yeah,
2: probably put other options, surely.
1: He was probably gonna play eighty minutes if not for that HA, right? So there wasn't any other um, yeah. there wasn't any other edge players on the back, or maybe offhand gallery but he's not an edge player, so
0: Yeah, no, I, I don't think so. I
1: mean Madge thinks so but.
0: <laughs> yeah. No. Nah, Alright. I already wanna leave it there. That's it, guys. All right, Blent, thanks for joining us. Uh, appreciate having you here. Obviously, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's always good to get a different different voice in. We'll uh, get some feedback and, and find out how poorly you did and how upset everybody is with your advice. But, uh, oh, everybody sure loves
1: me. So shit. we yeah. all raving reviews, mate.
0: Yeah, yeah rating reviews. All right. If you're really happy with the <laughs> performance, let us know and we'll, we'll get him back. We'll see how we go. So, yeah, thanks for joining us, guys. Enjoy your week of football. If you have any questions, feel free to shoot them specifically to our Instagram private messages uh, nowhere else because that's the one I don't reply to. Um, that's the one that Ryan manages. So he's got the good oil. He's on holidays, mate. He wants to answer your questions. <laughs> uh, but, uh...
2: I'm looking I'm but... up, mate. That's what I give the best advice.
0: Oh, mate, yeah, the Instagram DMs is the best place to go for fantasy advice, 100%. Um, But, yeah, no, thanks very much for joining us. Hope you enjoyed the podcast. We'll, uh, We'll talk to you next week.
2: Love you guys.